Saturday, August 27th, 2005. It was over 15 years ago. My parents and I made a 10-hour trip from our home in Williston to St. Paul, Minnesota. As I began my time of seminary formation at the University of St. Thomas, as we pulled into the unloading zone of the campus at the seminary, we were greeted by numerous eager seminarians and priests who helped us unload and unpack our vehicle. As my parents opened the back hatch of our Chevy Suburban, I heard audible gasps from our seminarians and priests standing there. I overheard one person say, I've never seen so much packed into one vehicle in all my life. <laughs> I heard a priest say, I think this is the first seminarian who brought his own mattress to seminary. I've come a long way. After my parents left and I got a bit settled into our life at the seminary, I can remember standing at the bulletin board in the main lobby, looking at the day ahead, the schedule ahead. It was my first full day. Wanted to see what the next day brought. I saw on the schedule at 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. there would be a holy hour in the chapel. I said to the seminarian standing next to me who had been there for a couple years, how often do we do that? And he said, every day. I said, every day at 6? He said, yeah. I had no idea what I was getting myself into. But I mention that here this morning because that practice, that routine that seminarians do in seminary of doing a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament every day, which I was able to do for eight years in seminary formation, is in some ways one of the single greatest blessings of my life. I'm thankful that as a priest that has continued and I know it is true for many priests, Father Wolf it's true for, and many priests I respect and admire begin their day by praying from the Blessed Sacrament for an hour before they begin their routines. Everyone, this practice of Eucharistic adoration that might be foreign to many of us is not just for seminarians, it's not just for priests, it's not just for nuns, it's not just for deacons, it's not just for old people, it's not just for whoever. It's for the church. And it's one of the greatest devotional practices in the history of the church that bears tremendous fruit that we can hardly fully understand. In a few short weeks here at St. Mary's Parish, we have the tremendous blessing of beginning Eucharistic adoration in a reliable, regular, consistent way through the great gift of our new Eucharistic Adoration Chapel across the street. This weekend, after all of our masses, we're having an open house for our offices and also our chapel, and so I wanted to take some time this weekend just to offer some basic thoughts on Eucharistic adoration because I know for some of us, it might be something we know very little about, and I don't mean to be condescending in any way, but I know for me, I didn't know what it was till I was an 18-year-old seminarian. So, first, what is Eucharistic adoration? As Catholics, we believe, profess, and know in a teaching called the real presence of Christ in the Eucharist. And through that teaching, through that doctrine of the real presence of Christ, we know, profess, and believe that Jesus himself is present in a real, 
true, substantial manner, body, blood, soul, divinity. Now, this practice then of reserving the Eucharist in a tabernacle in a church, which we do right back here in our own beautiful tabernacle, that practice of reserving the Eucharist in a tabernacle in a church has its origins in the earliest centuries of the faith. You go way back, first, second century, the church was keeping the Eucharist present in churches. Which means then that at any time, if this church is open, you can come in here and pray throughout the day, right? And Jesus is present. That's why we have a sanctuary lamp. Jesus is present. Okay, then why do you need a big fancy chapel? Why have adoration? If Jesus is present here, what is the difference? An additional way the church offers of praying in front of the Blessed Sacrament is taking the sacred host, putting Jesus in a monstrance, and exposing him on the altar for us to adore. This, everyone, next to me, I hope you notice it by now. If not, wake up. Just kidding. Right next to me here, this is a monstrance. What's a monstrance? It's a vessel that comes from the word. The word monstrance literally means to show. To show. So, that means then, if we put Jesus present in the Blessed Sacrament, in this monstrance, which means to show, that reveals what's happening in adoration, doesn't it? What is Jesus doing? He is showing himself to us. He is revealing himself to us. To us. He is showing himself to those who adore. So what, once again, is the difference between doing this and coming in here and praying, which I also encourage you to do. Let me offer you a helpful image from the Mass. The last thing the priest says publicly before you come forward for Holy Communion is he takes the sacred host, holds it up, and says what? Behold the Lamb of God. Behold him who takes away the sins of the world. Imagine now that moment of the Mass, and imagine we push pause right there, and we pause, and we stop. What are you being asked to do at that very moment? Behold, look, adore, gaze. That's Eucharistic adoration. It's taking that snapshot of the Mass in a way, extending what we do here in beholding and adoring, and then doing it during adoration. That's Eucharistic adoration. So a few practical points here at St. Mary's regarding our adoration plans. As we begin, we will have adoration take place on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays from 8 a.m. to 4 p.m., eight hours a day, three days a week, 24 hours per week. The reason we're only having adoration take place at the beginning here three days per week is so that we can begin adoration as soon as possible. It's my hope, everyone, that in the coming months we'll be able to increase our days, maybe add Tuesday, Thursday, add weekend times, extend the hours, 
but right now we want to get this thing off and running. Enough waiting around, let's do it. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Now, I also need to make a bit of an appeal to all of you. Let me be blunt. We need you. To do these types of things, we need you. Now, I can look around right now and probably guess who's going to sign up. But here's what we need. We need those who I can predict are going to sign up. But we need to start tapping into people that don't usually do things because we can't keep relying on the same people for everything. We can't. It's amazing how parishes run on the same people and we have to expand that and get new life, get new blood. We have to. So this might be a chance for you to say, you know what, Father, I can give an hour. And guess who will be the beneficiary? Not us. You. You will benefit. We need new people to step forward, and this is a wonderful chance to do so. So in order to sign up for a weekly adoration time, we ask that you stop by the offices, the new chapel, right after Mass. You can sign up there. If you don't have time this morning, you can call the parish offices in the week ahead. Sign up. We'll get you good to go. So a couple of more practical things. Once you do sign up for adoration, everyone, you will be given an electronic key card that looks just like this. This will then give you access to the adoration chapel door on the west side of the building. Also, when you sign up, we'll give you a complimentary uh, adoration devotion book that'll help you in your prayer. Some of you might be saying, I don't know what to do during adoration. Don't worry, neither do I sometimes. This helps, all right? So we want to give you all the tools you need for this to be fruitful for you. A couple more practical things. The reason the chapel needs to be locked, the reason the chapel needs to be secure should be obvious enough, right? We want to keep everyone safe, we want to keep everyone secure in our downtown chapel. At this time, the chapel will only be accessible with this card during the hours we have scheduled, okay? As we expand the hours, the chapel will then be accessible with this card as we expand those hours and increase those days. Also, in order to ensure that the Blessed Sacrament is never left alone, we are required to have two people sign up for each of the hours, right? If somebody needs to use the restroom or if there's an emergency, we want to make sure the Blessed Sacrament is never, never left alone. So we need two people to sign up for each hour. So you can do easy math, 24 hours a week, two people per hour, 48 people we need to sign up to get this off and running. We hope to begin adoration, and it looks like we're on track to begin Monday, November 30th, which is the first uh, week of Advent, so a fitting time to begin adoration. So what are the benefits, everyone? I mentioned a few things already, but what are the benefits of spending one hour per week in our beautiful chapel? First, let me say this. On an individual and personal level, I'm confident that this will allow greater growth and holiness as you spend time with Jesus, right? For any relationship to grow, what do you have to do with that person in order to deepen it? Spend time with it. Spend time with that person. It's simple spiritual physics, right? To grow in a relationship, you spend time with that person. Why would it be any different with Jesus? So I'm confident that that will happen. But also I want to offer a bit of a bigger picture, broader vision 
of what this could mean for our parish, what this might mean for our parish. I want to share a story with you of a growing, uh, vibrant parish on the East Coast. I know we don't like the East Coast, right? They're the problem of everything. But anyway, stick with me here. <laughs> uh, there's a major U.S. Uh, parish on the East Coast that was known for being one of the most vibrant parishes in this particular diocese. One year, the bishop made his annual visit to that parish, and he asked the pastor, Father, what's your secret here? What's your secret at this parish? The pastor said, I'm not sure what you mean, bishop. The bishop continued, he said, Father, this parish is known as being so vibrant. Your church is packed to the gills every Sunday. Your school is filled to capacity. You have priests and seminarians coming from this parish. You have a meaningful and visible outreach to the poor and the needy in your community. What is your secret? The pastor then took the bishop on a little tour. They walked past the parish hall, through the parish offices, past the finance office. They walked through the school. They walked past the outreach center where they took care of the poor and made food. And they kept going, kept going. They finally got to a door and said, Bishop, this is our secret. Bishop said, what's this? Let me show you. They went inside and they found two parishioners in front of the Blessed Sacrament in their Adoration Chapel. He said, Your Excellency, everything we do at our parish begins right here. It flows from here because Jesus is the center of our parish and the Eucharist is the source of everything we do. Everyone, our life as Christians does not come through our own efforts, does it? It flows from grace and it flows from Jesus, and why would it not flow then from the Eucharist? So why have I been so insistent this past year and a half to get this thing done and to get us going on this? Why the hard push? Because of stories like that. Because Jesus is the center of this parish. Finally, I want to make an announcement this morning to all of you that our chapel will be named and dedicated to the sacred heart of Jesus. And the official name of our chapel will be the Sacred Heart Adoration Chapel. There's a couple of reasons we chose this name. I trust we know that the Sacred Heart devotion, that Sacred Heart image, is a reminder of Jesus' burning, passionate, zealous love for you. And what a fitting name for a chapel where that reality increases and grows, where we grow in our own personal awareness, right, of Jesus' burning love for you, but also where we grow in our burning love for him, this exchange. But secondly, and I think this is kind of fun for why we're calling it the Sacred Heart Chapel, our parish is located where? Downtown Bismarck the heart of the city. And the Eucharist is the heart and center of our parish. And thus, Sacred Heart Adoration Chapel is a fitting name for a Eucharistic Adoration Chapel at a parish that's located here in the heart of Bismarck. Isn't it exciting to think and to envision this chapel as the heartbeat 
to envision Jesus and the Eucharist as the heartbeat of our parish, as the heartbeat of our city. Sacred heart of Jesus, have mercy on us. Sacred heart of Jesus, make our heart like yours.